Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lentz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Before we get started with today's program, you can learn more about us, our free events, how to donate, the podcast, and much more when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter three called Carnal or Growing. Flip over to 1 Corinthians 13 for a second. This is the famous love chapter, and we'll, we'll get here as we move through the book, but I want to show you something that Paul said. Remember, Paul's talking about love, and love is one of the uh, signs of maturity, selfless love. Look at verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 13. Paul says, when I was a child, 1 Corinthians 13, 11, I used to speak as a child, think as a child, reason as a child. When I became a man, what, what does Paul say? I did away with childish things. There's a time to grow up. There's a time to be a child. There's time that, you know, marks our periods of life. Again, all things being equal. But then there's a time to grow up. There's a time to move through the seasons of life and to even celebrate those seasons, even to talk about rites of passage as Christians. You know, we move through rites of passage, if if you will, spiritually speaking, where we get more knowledge of God, more knowledge of Scripture, more intimacy in the relationship with the Lord. We learn more about prayer, more about witnessing, more about worship. There's a different place we are today than we have been prayerfully in the past. And Paul said, I'd love to address you that way, but you're still thinking and acting like babies. Back to chapter three. You're dominated by the flesh. They had the spirit of God living in them. They were in Christ, but they were acting like babies. Redpath says, the carnal Christian is a child of God, born again and on his way to heaven, but he is traveling third class. And there's a lot of Christians that do that, sadly. They haven't grown up. They've been around the things of God for quite a long time, but they haven't grown up. And years don't always mean maturity. There are people that you can meet that have been in the church for decades, and their time as a believer does not necessarily equate with their maturity. So what does bring maturity then? Well, growth does. Getting into God's Word going deeper with him. These people were going through what I think every one of us has gone through and still goes through, the struggle with the flesh. The things that I want to do, sometimes I don't do. The things that I hate, I sometimes find myself doing. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? We know Paul then gives thanks to God through Jesus Christ. The victory is in Christ. See, the more you grow, the more you know. You need Jesus. I need him in every aspect of my life to move my selfishness out of me, to teach me to love the way that he loves. It's such a struggle with the world, the flesh, and the devil. We all feel it. We all sense it. And the moment that we feel like we've taken two steps forward, it can often feel like we've taken three steps back. So we all can relate to that. But at some point in our lives, we have to decide that we want to grow. Paul says, I had to talk to you as though you belong to this world. 
I couldn't talk to you as though you were strong in your walk with Jesus. Spurgeon says, Satan uses the power of the world and the flesh. They serve his purpose for evil well. And they are enemies to us, so we fight with spiritual weapons, God's word and God's spirit. He says, I believe the holier a man becomes, the more he mourns over the unholiness which remains in him. I'm sure you've been there before. You know, we, we look at that world out there and we know sometimes we, we take more of it in than sometimes we do the things of God. And if you think that 45 minutes on a Sunday morning when you crack open your Bible for a sermon here is going to do it, I have to tell you, it ain't. It's going to help you, but if this is the only time that you crack open the Word of God, you're not going to grow. I just have to be quite candid with you. You're not going to grow beyond really just a basic immaturity unless you start opening the Word of God for yourself. J. Vernon McGee, in his classic style, says most normal Christians who are doing what they're supposed to be doing stand out as extraordinary because most of the church is carnal. Wow. That's hard to take, but maybe it's what we need to hear. Paul says, I gave you milk to drink, 1 Corinthians 3, 2, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. And indeed, even now, you are not yet able. Now, remember, Bible students, that Paul taught the Corinthians himself for 18 months. So he knows where he speaks. He had poured into them the basics of the faith for a year and a half. They had one of the best teachers that's ever walked the planet. A man who was receiving revelation of the New Testament from Jesus himself. So this man was an incredible teacher. And they had him as a teacher. He says, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready, NIV. You see, milk is appropriate for a time, but you're still not ready for the meat. Do you think, I was asking my family members as I was studying this, do you think that a, an adult could survive on milk alone? I guess maybe possibly, but it's not really food. How long could you survive? Could you do a week on milk? I can't even, I can't do milk anymore. Anybody else out there? You get older, milk just, uh, it's not agreeing with me these days. <laughs> and so I've opted for almond milk. Anybody out there? I don't even know how this works, but uh, apparently almonds can be crushed into some sort of substance that is supposed to make you feel better when you pour it over cereal, right? How well, how strong would you be? Let's just take almond milk for an example, and it's a sacrifice, but it's one that some of us have had to make. How, how strong would you be? How vibrant would you be if you spent all the week just on almond milk alone? Breakfast, go, 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 go. Lunch, go, 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 go. Snack, go, 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 go. Second breakfast, go, 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 go. Second lunch. <laughs> how, how strong would you be? You see, it would be insufficient to make you all that you're supposed to be. You might, be, you might get by for a while on the milk, but you'd be lacking nutrients and very vital things for your life. And in the same way as a Christian, if you're not getting the full nutrients of the things of God on a regular basis, listening to messages, worshiping God in your car, opening your Bible during the week, 
You're going to stay a baby. Your growth is going to be stunted. And some of you know this firsthand because that's where you are right now. Your growth as a Christian has been stunted. You think more about worldly things than you do about the things of God. You don't have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of the media or the mind of the world or the mind of this or the mind of that. Let's be real. Well, how does that change, Pastor Michael? You change the channel. You change what you do. You change your diet. If you want to get healthy, if you talk to a, a nutritionist and, a, and you, tell, you say to the nutritionist, I really want to get healthy, the nutritionist is going to say, well, what's your diet look like? Well, let's see. I have Cocoa Puffs in the morning. <laughs> bologna sandwich at 10 a.m. <laughs> you know, chips, you know, you name it. Ice cream three times a day. Look, this is my diet, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the nutritionist is going to say, if you want to get healthy, you've got to change your diet. You've got to start to take in nutrients that will optimize the way you've been designed. God designed you to commune with him. If you've been made in the image of God and you're a natural man and you never know God, that is a tragedy. Think about it. You've been made in the image of God. You're a human being. You've experienced common grace. You've had the Imago Dei put on you by the Creator Himself. And you, if you never get to know your Creator, you, it's, a, it's a tragedy. Nothing less. But a close second is a Christian who is born again but remains almost uh, looking like the world, basically. And that's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying it's time to grow up. What is, the, what is the milk that Paul speaks of? One writer says it is the elementary teaching that doesn't progress beyond the basics of the Christian faith. For example, evangelistic preaching, telling people how to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, is an elementary teaching. Vital, yes, but still elementary. It's milk, not meat. It's important, but it's only the beginning. God doesn't want us to remain babies forever. He wants us to acquire a taste for meat. What is meat? It is preaching and teaching that unfolds the riches of the gospel so that we can stop being children and start growing to maturity. Ephesians 4.14 says, As a result, we are no longer to be children or infants, tossed here and there by waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. What do you have to tell a child constantly? Be careful. Watch out for this. They think they know more than they know. So you always have to be reminding them how to stay out of trouble, how to do the right thing, how to watch out for danger. But there's a time when you become an adult where you move on from those things. Here's an example of milk versus meat. Jesus died for my sins. That's milk. Important, but it's for the beginner. It's such a simple truth that children as young as four or five can understand it. I've died with Christ and I'm raised with Christ, so I'm dead to sin. Now that's me. It's more difficult and demanding a concept. It requires a response in our daily lives. Spiritual milk flows into us and simply has to be swallowed in order to be digested. But spiritual meat is more substantial. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment.
Hey, Shane Lance here. I'm the music director at Living Truth, and I wanted to take a moment and invite you to our annual Harvest Fest. This is an event that we do every year on Halloween at 5.30 p.m., and it's absolutely free. This is great if you want to come by yourself or you want to come with the whole family. We have something for everybody. The kids will enjoy a balloon artist, bounce houses. There's going to be live music, games, the pumpkin patch, a photo booth, maybe even an opportunity to meet Pastor Michael. He'll be there that night, more than willing to shake your hand and say hello. So we really want to invite you to be a part of our family at Living Truth and come out this night. It's a great option if you're not super interested in going trick-or-treating with your kids. This is an awesome opportunity, and it's also a great opportunity to bring a friend. Whether they believe in the gospel or not, the gospel will be preached this night. We believe in the power of the gospel, then it will be proclaimed. So we hope that you'll join us. For more information on our Harvest Fest, go to walkintruth.com, or you can download our Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in the App Store. You can now listen to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance wherever you go and whenever you want. That's because Walk in Truth can now be heard on your favorite podcast app. Apps like iPodcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and much more. Simply open up your favorite podcast app and search Walk in Truth. Make sure you subscribe so you'll know when a new show is available. Thanks for listening and partnering with Walk in Truth. Now back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. God doesn't want us to remain babies forever. He wants us to acquire a taste for meat. What is meat? It is preaching and teaching that unfolds the riches of the gospel so that we can stop being children and start growing to maturity. Ephesians 4.14 says, As a result, we are no longer to be children or infants, tossed here and there by waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. What do you have to tell a child constantly? Be careful. Watch out for this. They think they know more than they know. So you always have to be reminding them how to stay out of trouble, how to do the right thing, how to watch out for danger. But there's a time when you become an adult where you move on from those things. Here's an example of milk versus meat. Jesus died for my sins. That's milk. Important, but it's for the beginner. It's such a simple truth that children as young as four or five can understand it. I've died with Christ and I'm raised with Christ, so I'm dead to sin. Now that's meat. It's more difficult and demanding a concept. It requires a response in our daily lives. Spiritual milk flows into us and simply has to be swallowed in order to be digested. But spiritual meat is more substantial. It needs to be chewed. It doesn't go down as easily as milk. It requires more work on our part to ingest it and digest it. Amen? So sometimes we hear something and we say, man, I need to chew on that. That's deep. And if that's where you are, praise God. Amen? Sometimes we walk away and we say, you know what? I'm going to have to just meditate on that section for a while. I'm going to have to chew on that. I'm going to have to digest that for a while. Good. You see, we don't want it to be easy, do we? We want it to be challenging so that we can grow. And so some believe that even the Corinthian church was saying that Paul's teaching was milk. It was milky, but in fact, it was meat. And so let's look at verse 3 together as we move on. 
Paul says, but you are, for you are still fleshly, verse 3. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like mere men? NIV says, you are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting or walking like mere men? Now we can all say that one of the indicators of childishness is quarreling and fighting. If you've ever taken your family on a road trip, you know how this works, right? Usually the question is, when are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? When are... <laughs> you know, we'll get there when we get there. And you often are driving, you have to turn around. I'm not even going to watch the road anymore. Maybe we'll get there. I don't even know. Right? He touched me. I got to go to the bathroom. He touched me. He took this. He took that. And you're like, quiet. <laughs> I need a vacation from my vacation. Quarreling, fighting over toys, over this, over that. Well, that's the report that Paul got about the Corinthians. Jealousy is the inward sense. Quarreling is what comes out on the outside. And so all through the Bible, you look at Israel, they quarreled with Moses. You look at the church, look, there's been a lot of quarrels in the church over the years over silly things. And it's been largely, if you were to walk it back, oftentimes about selfishness. Well, I don't like that. I, I don't prefer that. I, I, I don't care for that. And it turns into a quarrel because it becomes all about you instead about Christ. And so we don't have the mind of Christ and we end up getting into it. Turn over Galatians. This is a little bit to your right. Galatians 5. This is a section that deals with the spirit and the flesh. And so how do we know we're growing? Well, we look at the crop. We look at the fruit so, are you carnal or growing? Look at the crop, look at the fruit. Look at Galatians 5, look, look at verse 19. Now, the deeds of the flesh, Galatians 5, 19, are evident. Think of the deeds of carnality are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, which speaks of hostility and animosity, strife is the word for quarrels there, Galatians 5.20. What's the next word? Jealousy. Outbursts of anger. Disputes. Dissensions, which is division. Factions. That was going on in the Corinthian church. Envying, another form of jealousy. Drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things are categorized by such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But... By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit, here's the spiritual person, is what? It's love. And all these branch from the trunk of love. It's joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Now, if I step back and look at my life, and I was to do a diagnostic test... And I believe that these are what these questions are about in 1 Corinthians 3. If you turn back there, they're diagnostic questions. They're questions meant 
to determine health. So everybody just pause for a second. Take a deep breath. Okay. The questions Paul is asking are meant to be a diagnostic about the spiritual health of the church. You go to your doctor, and the doctor begins to ask questions. Have you noticed? That's, this is what doctors do. They ask questions. They want to know what's going on. Okay, does it hurt here? How does this feel? What's going on with this? They ask diagnostic questions to determine your health. And you're the best one to answer those questions because you know yourself. And so the diagnosis comes. The questions help us to assess where we are. In a given week, where is my life? What's it being characterized by? Jealousy, strife, quarrels? fleshly debates, worldly thinking, or fruits of the Spirit. Again, characterized by not perfectly, but hopefully consistently. Hebrews 5.11 says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. You come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness. He's unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food is for the mature, who because of practice, which speaks of habit, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. They know how to appraise things properly. That's Hebrews 5, 11 through 14. So Paul looks at the Corinthian church and he says, man... I'd like to go deeper. I'd like to talk to you about the riches of Christ and other things, but I've got to address you at this level because what I hear is going on is a lot of quarreling and fighting. For one says, verse 4, 1 Corinthians 3, I'm of Paul. Another, I'm of Apollos. Are you not mere men? Gutzik says, you might think Paul would be more kind to his own fan club Instead of letting their praise stroke his ego or flesh, Paul even denounced his own partisans. Paul says, who am I? What am I? You're listening to Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance, and that was part two of his teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 called Carnal or Growing. You'll hear from Pastor Michael in a moment. But just so you know, we really appreciate your support as a listener. Would you be willing to help us spread the word about our program? Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And when we post something, please share or comment on these posts. Look, social media is used today for some terrible things, and we want to equip the people that are there with the good news of Jesus instead. Please follow us at Walk in Truth Show. That's at Walk in Truth Show. And thanks for doing that. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Now, sometimes in the Bible, when we hear these metaphors like a building in a field, we wonder, well, what's up with that? And how does that apply to me? Well, the Bible is filled with metaphors, and a building metaphor is understandable to us. You know, that you lay a good foundation, you build it up the right way. And a field is understandable to many of us, and especially in the first century, uh, in a, an agrarian society where you, you prepare soil, you plant stuff, you get the field right so it can grow. Well, these are the beautiful metaphors in the Bible that talk about strong foundations and planting in good soil and taking care of the field so that it can produce. And that's what God does. As you yield to him as his building, as his field, 
You know, he provides the sunshine and the rain and the seed of his word. And as long as the soil's good and that's our hearts and it's receptive, we grow. And we grow into something beautiful that can feed others and shelter others and produce for others. These are the great metaphors of the Bible about a building and a field. Hey, I want to invite you out to our Wednesday night service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I serve as senior pastor. We're going through the book of Job on Wednesday nights, the problem of evil and the power of the gospel. You know, the book of Job has been an amazing study, and I know many people who have come or listened have benefited from, you know, they're in a season of pain or question marks, but they found some refuge in the book of Job. Come on out. We start at 7 p.m. on Wednesday night. You can find out information and directions when you download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. Hey, speaking of things going on, the very next night, Thursday night, we have Harvest Fest. We're doing a Halloween alternative. We're going to have candy, bounce houses, games. We're going to have food, pie, worship. We're going to encourage the kids and the adults with some gospel tracks and some reminders of the light of the world. It'll be a great, safe environment for you and your family. It's Harvest Fest. It is October 31st. It begins at 5.30 p.m., and you can get information and directions when you download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. Download it today. Come on out. We'd love to meet you and love for you to be part of this great evening. When you tune in tomorrow, we'll be listening to the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 called Carnal or Growing. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. And remember, it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.